Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, happy American Pharmacist Month. This episode is a kickoff for a Women in Leadership series and is the part one for that series, which is why we need female leaders. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that my book is now available on Amazon. Go check out how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding, and impacting pharmacy. It's a great book dedicated to women in pharmacy leadership. Are you a female pharmacy student, a new grad, or a female pharmacist who's been practicing pharmacy for a while, but is now interested in a leadership role? Well, hopefully this series is for you, or if you are a male, maybe it'll help you to recognize uh, how to better mentor younger female pharmacists, since there are more females entering pharmacy school uh, than males uh, at the current rate, according to AACP. Well, first, we need to kind of talk about why we need female leaders. Well, the current state of female leadership in the country, in the U.S., especially in the healthcare industry, remains dismal. Women wake, make up about 80% of the healthcare workforce, but only 3% hold the title of CEO, 6% are department chairs, 9% are division chiefs, and 3% are chief medical officers. For a number of years, women have chosen careers in healthcare and historically in nursing. But now, women are also choosing other health professions such as pharmacy and medicine, where the flexibility and ability to make good incomes has been a draw. The healthcare professions have traditionally been dominated by males, as I mentioned earlier, but this trend has changed in the pharmacy profession where a gradual shift has occurred. So females are now making up the majority of graduates in the health professions, including pharmacy. And in 2017 to 2018, women made up over 60% of the pharmacy degrees conferred in according to the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy, or AACP's, vital statistics. So, with so many women in the healthcare industry, we need female role models to inspire us, particularly young aspiring females, along their leadership journey. Well, what are some of the factors contributing to a lack of female leadership? Close your eyes. What image comes to mind when you think of an executive leader? Well, probably a man in a suit, am I right? Well, women are often not at the top of mind when one thinks of leadership. And if you search for books on leadership, you'll find that most of the authors are males. I know many of the leadership books that I have enjoyed reading are male or by male authors. Um, 
Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is by Stephen Covey. I've enjoyed Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership, uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins, and many, many others. As of and even as of 2020, there still has never been a female U.S. president, and there are far fewer women than men representing us in leadership roles in Congress. Well, there could be many factors contributing to that vision of a man in a suit, the perception of an executive leader. Some of these factors could include the perception of the incongruity of women with leadership roles. In other words, people may still be thinking on the 1950s mindset of a single family earner where women stayed at home and the men went to work. And women have long faced the duality of balancing work and home life. Although women do work outside the home now, many today still prefer to work from the home, especially if their financial situations allow. Even other factors may contribute to this lack of female leaders, which could include mindsets or personal preferences. So mindsets we covered a little bit earlier, but personal preferences, again, many women may be not choosing to seek the top jobs or failing to obtain needed qualifications or even scaling back their career demands to balance family since these duties often fall on the woman. Many factors may, in fact, be self-imposed, yet women's advancement may not be fostered or facilitated at organizations due to a number of reasons, including gender prejudice or the fact that they permit a culture that is inhospitable to women. For instance, I have faced several challenges uh, that I highlight in the book And I'm sure many other women have experienced some challenges. Uh, Maybe, you know, the good old boys club that many of us have heard of or, you know, being seen as too young or not being taken seriously. Uh, According to some researchers, there are also several organizational, um, interpersonal, and personal barriers to women seeking these leadership positions. So organizational standards, meaning they may have higher standards for women to reach those leadership positions. Interpersonal barriers, meaning a lack of mentors or stereotypes. And personal barriers, again, the home life responsibilities. And first-generation biases are often overt and deliberate, but second-generation biases are often more inadvertent and unconscious. For example, second-generation biases include gendered career paths. Say, thinking, uh, in other words, men go into certain roles and women go into others. So thinking about, uh, particularly in healthcare, a hasty and baseless assumption that, oh, if you see uh, a woman in the hospital, she's a nurse versus uh, the male being the attending physician. Uh, So, you know, thinking about um, the lack of of role models for women or women's lack of access to networks. And and finally, of course, women have had to balance careers with being a mom. And I'm actually having to learn that firsthand right now. 
In fact, I personally waited to have children to focus on my career and, of course, have enjoyed being a newlywed and traveling for the first five years of our marriage. Uh, I'm certainly enjoying maternity leave right now, but uh, I'm having to consider all of those things about childcare. You know, do we do daycare or Mother's Day out or look for an in-home nanny uh, at least for the first six to 12 months so that our little one can be close to home? As, as I was when uh, my mother was um, uh, taking care of me and she stayed home while she was a teacher. So uh, finally, you know, the lack of mentors or a roadmap uh, may have many students or those early in their career thinking, how do I get to a leadership role? Well, what are some of the benefits of female leadership? The leadership consultant firm Zinger Folkman pulled several studies to examine women in leadership and found out that women outperformed their male counterparts in overall effectiveness, 54% to 51%. And this uh, researcher even pointed out that although men's effectiveness maintains over time, As women mature, their effectiveness increases due to their continued commitment to asking for feedback. So women actually continue to practice self-development upon receiving this feedback, whereas maybe males um, are a little less uh, likely to um, receive feedback and take that constructive criticism um, or constructive feedback so that they can continue to improve along their career. And speaking of staying on top of things throughout your career, it's it's always important to stay on top of new guidelines and recommendations. And the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast is lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer is transforming the drug disposal space by bringing your facility and patients a simple and effective method of safely disposing of unused, unwanted medications. If you're worried and federal rules compliance, learn how RX Destroyer can keep you DEA compliant by checking out www.rxdestroyer.com slash Hillary Blackburn. This article by Sherwin even uh, lists several competencies that was determined in that study by the, the firm Zinger Folkman in which women excel, which included Uh, but was not limited to motivating others, fostering communication, producing high-quality work, listening to others, and building relationships. So having diverse senior leadership really does have many benefits, and particularly for the 21st century organizations. So, for example, adding women to boards allows for more perspective, and can eliminate the homogenous point of view that often arises from an all-male board. Women tend to approach decisions differently, and companies with more women financially outperform others and have higher social corporate responsibility standards. So now that we know there's a gap of women in leadership, some of the benefits of having 
female leaders can be found, as mentioned throughout this uh, monologue, if you will. So I hope you'll check out the rest of this series and my book, of course, How Pharmacists Lead, which is now available on Kindle and as a paperback from Amazon. And keep listening to more episodes of the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this and we're able to celebrate uh, Women Pharmacist Day, which was October 12th. It was the third year of doing that. So it's really great to see more um, focus on women in leadership. And it is something that I'm certainly passionate about. If it is something that you and your group are also passionate about, I would love to speak with you or your group um, if that is something of interest. So please let me know. I'm available via LinkedIn um, or send me an email to hillary at hillaryblackburn.com. Thanks again for listening. To hear more about pharmacists in leadership, be sure to check out my new book, now available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon. Go over to Amazon and search for How Pharmacists Lead Answers from Women Who Are Leading, Succeeding, and Impacting Pharmacy. And I hope you check it out. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We are going to be relaunching our newsletter, so be sure that you're signed up over at pharmacyadvisory.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter, and we're going to be sharing some good And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.